0: The Catalyst Center for Business and Entrepreneurship provides free resources to help you foster your business's success. You can participate in one-on-one coaching sessions, impactful workshops, and many other relevant events that will enable you to succeed throughout your journey. The Catalyst is right for you whether you want to start a business, grow one, learn to thrive within government contracting, or accelerate your women-owned business. Remember. Your success is our success. Hello and welcome to the Catalyst Conversation podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners. My name is Griffin Gonerman, and I am an intern with the Catalyst. Today I'm joined by our Women's Business Center Project Manager at the REACH offices located just outside of Birmingham, Alabama and Clanton. He has worked across the Northern Alabama landscape and has been a vital asset to the team. Thank you again for joining the podcast today, Austin.
1: Thanks for having me, Griffin.
0: So to start off, could you just give the audience a bit of an origin story of yourself, where you're from, where did you go to school, and what type of life experiences led you to the Catalyst?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am originally from this uh, town called Lexington, Alabama in North Alabama, Um, about 40 minutes out of Florence. And so I was... um, Raised there and then ended up going to school at the University of North Alabama. Um, Super involved, uh, changed my major four times, was definitely not sure what I wanted to do. And I landed on public relations, fell in love with the concept and um, worked for the Marriott Shoals there in Florence. Shout out to my hospitality people. (laughs) And uh, so I worked in our events office there and then uh, eventually transitioned over to um, Huntsville working for the Chamber of Commerce in the Government and Public Affairs Division. Uh, so I got to do lots of cool things. Worked on federal agendas and planned events in Huntsville, Montgomery, D.C. Uh, got to kind of travel the country a little bit. Uh, so appreciated that experience. And then I did several different things. I worked in art advocacy. I uh, worked for a leadership organization, leadership Greater Huntsville there. Um, and then that all that transitions me over to um, working in workforce development here in Birmingham uh, for Central Six, which was the Region Four Workforce Council. And um, okay. from that experience, I started working with small businesses immediately. Uh, we were starting up a um, focus in biotech and uh, life sciences and i was working with so many small businesses in that area and and the trucking industry and i was like oh my god this is what i want to do i want to help people grow and so that's uh the cattle was starting a new project and it just felt like the right move and so um you know we came together and opened the new reach women's business center in clanton
0: awesome awesome and we actually just opened up that reach center um the grand opening was a few months ago uh, in Clanton, and we had several officials from actually the Small Business Administration in Washington D.C. show up. So, you know, what did opening this office mean to you, and what kind of potential do you see for it?
1: Yeah. So, when I came on the project in 2021, it was July of 2021, and the Reach Women's Business Center was kind of um, a piece of paper at the time. Like we knew we had gotten the grant. Um, We knew what our guidelines were, but it just hadn't come to fruition yet. And so as the project manager, that's what I picked up and ran with. Uh, We located our office. We um, opened our office there, started putting together furniture. We brought on a coordinator um, and kind of launched offering our services immediately. Um, You know, it's funny that that uh, open house, that uh, grand opening was actually supposed to happen a year before um, oh, okay. it I actually know that. did. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks to COVID, we had to push that back like a really long time because we kept scheduling days and then the numbers would spike and we were like, okay, we can't do that. We can't do that. Um, so actually having that ribbon cutting a year later and having a footprint that we had started developing already in central Alabama was pretty amazing. Um, I couldn't have really asked for a better time to have that ribbon cutting because you know when you first open a center and you start um, working on a project, nobody really knows who you are. Like you have to make those relationships. And um, we hadn't accomplished anything at the, in the beginning. Um, but now we had clients that could actually be there and celebrate with us. And um, we had tangible things that we could share with the community and with the SBA. So um, I, it, it worked out. the synergy was just amazing.
0: So you definitely say that you felt a little more prepared you know, having to push it back a little bit, um, before the grand opening.
1: Absolutely. I I would definitely say we were much more prepared, but also just in a, a much better place to celebrate.
0: And honestly, for anyone out there who has not been to the reach center, highly recommended. It. it is a beautiful office, uh, located in Clanton, Alabama. Like I said, it is the peach capital of Alabama. We're not Georgia, but we're a close <laughs> second. So, uh, It's a great, cute little town, you know, there's a lot of stuff there to see and whatnot. And I definitely, you know, would recommend going if you ever get the chance. Um, But next for Austin, I want you to give us a rundown on your daily schedule and some of the clients you work with the most.
1: Absolutely. So my daily schedule is varied. Um, Like today, we had two workshops. I taught a marketing workshop this morning, then we switched over and our CPA taught um, and operations manager taught our uh, wave app. So an accounting workshop. And then, you know, now we're doing this podcast and after I switch off here, I'll be working with our um, partnership at the lab on Dexter to develop some classes, uh, to offer there at our site in Montgomery. So lots of cool things going on today, but, um, you know, tomorrow maybe just working on classes and seeing clients, um, As far as clients that I regularly work with, uh, we get a lot of, of course, retail clients, but um, one of the things that I've seen a lot recently is um, I have a big passion for artists and we have a lot of clients that are artists that are taking their art and turning it into a business that are taking the crafting that they do and turning that into a business, an Etsy shop or a brick and mortar, or they're doing pop-up locations. And so that's some of the Uh, most fun that I have. I mean, I love all of our clients, but um, it's just cool to see somebody take their creative creativity and turn it into um, a way to, you know, to live.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I I didn't know about all the the artistic uh, businesses that y'all are working with. You know, I guess being in Huntsville, it's more about the government contracting side and dealing with, you know, people who work for the military and whatnot. But uh, I mean, what kind of artistic you know businesses are y'all working with what are they making
1: um, a lot of people are you know like needle craft and so they're doing um, they're quilting or they're crocheting or um, you know sewing they are they're creating uh, blankets quilts clothing um, toys I mean there's a lot of crochet toys as well um, But beyond that, you know, you have people that are, that do metalworking. Metalworking is actually an art. So, I mean, when you see those metal signs or you see the statues or the pieces, that's all, I mean, that's all considered art. You've got the same thing going on with woodworking. Anybody Mm -hmm. that creates furniture, they're an artist. And so, I mean, we see kind of a wide variety of people. Um, I would actually say, I see a lot of clients that um, are they're in the fashion industry so they design clothing or um, they own a boutique um, and so they're actually featuring other local businesses that's the cool thing you see about um, about small businesses or local businesses is that they often are supporting each other um, and you really do see that in like the maker spaces
0: so very much like a small town feel you would say
1: yeah, I think it's just, it, it really comes down to community. And I think you get that in Huntsville just as much as you get that here. I mean, our service area is very large. So, you know, we're in places like Birmingham and Montgomery, but then we're also in our, um, you know, our smaller towns like Clanton and Wetumpka, uh, Millbrook. Like we're, we're seeing a lot of those folks as well and they're doing <laughs> big, amazing things. So
0: You got a lot of ground to cover out there. I mean, honestly, I bet y'all are on the road or speaking to clients from, all over, you know, central to Southern Alabama pretty, you know, often.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, every day I would say weekly, we're kind of on the road doing something with our new partnership with the lab on Dexter. I mean, we've got a established location in Montgomery that we can see clients and um, you know, we're working out of their facility as well to host some events and, Um, we're working together to make sure that the entrepreneurs in the river region have the support and access to resources that they need. So um, those are the key things that we focus on at Reach is creating partnerships and being a resource in the tool belt of communities.
0: Yeah, for sure. I got to totally. So just to rewind just a tad, what kind of help do artistic businesses need the most or what have you kind of noticed that they ask of the most when it comes to y'all?
1: Probably the same really of any business. I think that, um, just the basic things like how do we even price what we're selling? I think that's always a big question for anybody. Um, you know, whether it's a service or whether you're creating an actual physical product to sell, uh, we don't always know how to be competitive in the market that we're in. Um, you know, beyond that, it's accounting. How do I set that up? How do I open my business? How do I get started? Um, you know, I I think we're fortunate in Alabama that, um, a lot of our processes have really been mainstreamed, but, um, you know, it's still, uh, an interesting thing to navigate, depending on the kind of business that you're starting and, um, getting set up even with a bank account for your business or, um, finding the right people to uh, advise you on marketing approaches or creating social media pages, those kinds of things are hard. And so that's one of the things the Catalyst offers is a one-stop location to connect them with all of those people and with the resources uh, to accomplish the things they need to do to get started.
0: Yeah, and for a lot of people, I mean, they just, they don't know the first thing that comes to creating a social media account for their business. So I, I totally get especially why, when you're covering a lot of ground in the state and maybe elsewhere as well, you know, you're going to want to have a social media account that can really cater to audiences all over. Absolutely. So next up, you know, you work alongside Patricia Jordan at the reach. So what kind of things do y'all run into there being a new center? What kind of challenges have y'all faced so far?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, we brought Trish on in September of 2021, and it's been the best decision of life. Um, Trish is amazing. She keeps things up and running. Trish is the person that's constantly contacting our clients, making sure they have their things that they need, um, getting them scheduled for some initial consultations. Um, You know, Trish's got all the things going. And so, um, the things that we challenge, I guess, are the challenges we run into. Really, is just uh, the same as anyone else. We've got a big territory to cover, um, so we want to make sure that we're getting uh, those resources out to the communities that need them and that want them. And um, but also, you know, delivering them in ways that's still accessible to everyone else. And so, coming out of COVID, we learned that hey, virtual works for lots of people. And um, so, we still try to do everything hybrid, even if it's in person. We're still streaming those things. Um, making sure that we're connecting with everyone and everyone has access to the information that we're sharing. Um, It's the same with our partnerships. So even when we partnered to Lab on Dexter, um, everybody has access to those classes still. So I think that's one of the cool things. It's also just been, we're a new center. So we're we're recruiting coaches, you know, um, and we're recruiting people to lead workshops. And the beautiful thing about that though, is that there are so many business owners that automatically are just like, yes, we want to help. And so they're coaches and they're teaching workshops and they may be in North Alabama, they may be in Central Alabama, they may be in another state, but that's okay because we are doing so many things virtually that they still have an opportunity to give back. Um, I think that's the thing, you know, I was talking about small businesses support small businesses, but um, business owners also just want to pour back in their knowledge into other business owners as well. Like that's one of the most beautiful things about the life cycle of business is that people want to find a way to give back and, and they do that by contributing whatever their knowledge, uh, you know, niche is.
0: I think that's great, honestly. And I mean, for people who may not have been in contact with y'all yet, uh, what kind of advice would you give them just to, you know, reaching out to y'all and wanting to be a coach specifically?
1: Yeah, just, um, I always say, send me an email. Um, that's the first thing uh, or a phone call. Uh, I'll grab coffee with anyone we can do a Zoom meeting. Um, I always like to give everybody just like a heads up. This is what we expect, you know, um, and but this is also what we don't expect you to do. And so it's, you know, we want people to give advice, but we never expect a coach to give their services away for free. Um, but just to advise uh, the Catalyst clients and, and when teaching a workshop to, to deliver that education, Um, But also remember that it's an opportunity for you to share what you do in your everyday business and to create a relationship with new people. Um, And and that's always beneficial to business. Um, But yeah, I mean, pretty much if they have any expertise at all in in various industries or it could be just general business, they know how to start a business. They know what the process is like and they can share their experience. We're always looking for, um, you know, for fresh perspectives. Of
0: course. And if you are that tech savvy person, you can find Austin on LinkedIn, uh, you know, or that's probably the best way to reach you, I would assume, just through social media.
1: Yeah, LinkedIn's great. Um, They can email me at austin.bullock at catalystcenter.org. That's also just a a great way to reach out or, um, you know, you can call or text 256-275-0120.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Much needed right there. I bet uh, your email and phone is going to be off the charts now.
1: No worries.
0: (laughs) No worries. Yeah. So what is some advice you would give to entrepreneurial driven women wanting to start their own business, but maybe they're unsure or not motivated enough to reach out to y'all?
1: Yeah, I think that for a lot of people, the motivation is there, but they're definitely just not sure of where to begin. It's, it's scary to start a business. As a person that has also started their own business outside of just what I do here, um, it can feel very overwhelming. And so just call us. I think that's the biggest thing is just to reach out. Um, it doesn't have to be some grand thing. You don't have to have anything figured out. You can just say, I have an idea. Uh, We have no prerequisite for contacting the catalyst, only that you want you have the passion to start a business and you want to do it. And then we can advise you from there. Um, I think that for me, it's kind of like just leave your preconceived notions of what you're supposed to have done at the door. And when you do that, you kind of you take the pressure off yourself. But also, um, you know, you're just more open to learning and experiences when you do that. Yeah, I mean, that makes that
0: makes perfect sense, honestly.
1: Yeah, so, so it's
0: just, sorry. No. No, sorry, what were you saying?
1: Oh, I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, it's just, um, it's it's easy to say that you want to do something and it's very hard to take the first step. And so, I mean, once you do that, like everything else is actually going to come really naturally.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. So now we're going to move into our you know, lighthearted questions, that section at the end that I kind of try and do with everybody. Um, so the first thing I would want to ask, and you kind of mentioned it earlier that you traveled a lot when you were younger and did a lot of work out of state. So, you know, what is your favorite place to travel or that you travel to?
1: Um, so we still do a lot of trips. Um, I would say that probably... Asheville, North Carolina has become a favorite Um, going back next month, um, getting married there next year. So I think it's definitely,
0: congratulations.
1: Thank you. So it's definitely like the spot um, for us. And I, you know, it's the mountains, um, but also just the atmosphere kind of fell in love with it and um, definitely holds a special place in my heart. Yeah, for sure.
0: The next question is what is, one specific you know piece of media it can be a book it can be a movie a tv show a song anything really that has inspired you the most throughout your life
1: oh gosh this is intense let's see
0: Yeah, i gotta um, put you on the spot
1: i know i'm like <laughs> what has been the most inspirational thing for me um ah <sighs> So I'll tell you something I read last summer is the um, it's a book called Freedom Summer and it's all about um, the uh, the Freedom Summer of where um, you had people that went into the South specifically to Mississippi um, to get people to register to vote to set up schools um, specifically for um, you know African American communities and. Um, they experienced, there was a lot of, of course, violence and those kinds of things, but really, um, reading that book and then the history behind it and understanding the surrounding context, it just made me realize that we're all given some kind of challenges in life, um, to, to breach gaps and to, you know, build bridges between inequalities, no matter what those are. Um, and I think we do that every day at the catalyst. And so, for me, that's one of those inspirational things is that people um, people have put themselves in dangerous situations to make sure that others have access to resources. And um, my calling hasn't asked that of me. So, but I, the least I can do is find new ways every day to to bridge those gaps.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's always important to, you know, just see things from a different perspective and to know the history of why things are the way that they are. And, you know, just how, you know, especially, you know, our parents and their parents and their parents before that, you know, had to live and, you know, the the choices they made and whatnot to get to where we are today. Absolutely. And so the last question that I'm going to ask is what is one piece of advice that you were given, um, or that you would give probably, you know, to anybody on any really topic? I mean,
1: what is the most important piece of advice that you've been given? Um, be nice to yourself. I think that that's, I, and I say that as in like, we all put so much constant pressure on ourselves. And I think that we see it every day because people who are starting businesses are their own worst critic. Um, but, and, and if you're an over, achiever like me uh you definitely put your yourself like up on a pedestal of like you've got to achieve this this and this but um just take it easy like take a deep breath we could literally not be doing this tomorrow um things could change really in an instant and so uh it's okay to mess up it's okay to to take a break it's okay to uh you know practice some self-care because that's the only way we're actually going to succeed. Um, I think that's that's it for me. That's something I still have to remind myself on the daily.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, is there anything else you would like to add since we are running low on
1: time? Um, no, just that if you're thinking about a business or starting a business, you should reach out and you should just do it. Um, that's We support people that take a leap every day and Um, it doesn't have to be scary if you have a support system and that's what we're here to be.
0: Of course. Of course. So thank you again for coming on today, Austin, and we really appreciate it. And for anybody out there who wants to reach out to Austin for any advice or whatnot, please do so highly recommend it. He is a professional and he knows what he's doing. So like he said, if you're on the fence, just do it. So thanks again, Austin, for joining us today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Griffin.
0: Yep, no problem. And we will see y'all later. And if you want to reach out to The Catalyst on LinkedIn or our website, feel free to do so.